How's it going, Yamitators? Episode 49 with Kate Flannery. She played Meredith on The Office. We talked a lot about The Office. We talked uh, a lot about um, her lounge lounge type uh, comedy act called The Lampshades. Um, she used to be in a band. Um, we She's from Philly. Like, we, we talked... We got a lot we got a lot in in this hour and um you know you guys are uh, i mean i enjoyed myself so i hope you guys enjoy yourselves and uh, this was a this was a great one uh, go to facebook.com slash yamatat with doug culp um comment question um go to whatever you're listening to this on itunes or stitcher or the podcast app or whatever um please rate and review um I hear that it lets a lot of other people know uh, if you're listening. And if you want other people to listen to this, if you're like, oh, hey, you should check this out, then, uh, you know, g- give, a, give, a, give a shout or two on, on whatever platform. Okay. Uh, my Twitter is at Dougathan, D-O-U-G-A-T-H-A-N, and the show's Twitter is at Yamatat, Y-A-M-A-T-A-T. So yam it up with me and Kate Flannery. serious that's fantastic they're tour pianos and uh, yeah oh my god that's amazing yeah and i love it's got a story wow (laughs) i was looking at small ones because i used to live on gramercy before i got the office i was in a studio like one of really old 20s buildings so it was a big studio for what it was and i was looking for you know they have those smaller pianos that are like 55 keys instead of 88 yeah yeah which is you know mostly this one's like 76 i think right 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 Cause it was a place Minus two because the strings are broken on two of them and uh, I haven't replaced them. <laughs> but, but they're high like, enough so that I can still play it. I was looking at some of the smaller Yamahas that had that feature. And there used to be this music shop. It was called Future Music. And it was right next to Toy, right across from Meltdown. Okay. And um, they had, like, the guy had the greatest stuff. But I was like, mm, I was a little on the fence. He was asking a little too much for it, considering I, I wasn't sure, like, how to fix it. If, yeah. Like, it was, you know. How much was he asking for it? I can't remember. God, it was like. Now I'm like I should have fucking bought it, of course. But at the time I was like, it's too much. I think it was under five. Okay. But still, you but know. yeah, yeah. I got this for six fifty. Holy shit! Now that no no no, and that should be because that is a major piece. I mean, those smaller ones are a little shitty. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's real. Yeah. Oh my god, that's amazing. I've recorded. I recorded the theme song for the podcast on. Oh, this. that's great. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. That's hilarious. Oh my god, that's great. Yeah. Where are you from? I was born in the Bay Area. We moved uh-huh. around a lot. We went to Reno, Tulsa, Santa Maria. Holy shit. And then Northern Kentucky. I went to high school out there. Uh, and then I moved out here. Er- so Northern Kentucky is Cincinnati adjacent, correct? Yeah. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what The that tri-state area. Gotcha, because I have a friend that uh, is... she got transferred down she works for she used to work for png but she's still in kentucky in, still in cincinnati because of that whole situation yeah so, yeah, yeah well what situation there i mean no just because yeah yeah and i've been in the derby a few times but for whatever reason we have not made it like 
it's so much more all-consuming than I expected. I was like, oh, we'll just go over and be... I'm like, holy, I am, I am scheduled within an inch of my life, and uh, it's insane. Have you been in the Derby? Uh, no, Derby? I haven't. Yeah. That's in... It's Lexington? in Lexington? Louisville? Louisville. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's in Louisville. Maybe it is Lexington. No, it's in Louisville. I so, forget. Yeah. I know the, yeah. the, the Triple Crown was near where I lived in oh, nor- wow. northern Kentucky. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But I never went to it or anything. No, yeah. Yeah. I had Cincinnati-style chili. Have you had that? I have. Oh, yeah. They used to so sell in Chicago, actually. Good. Across from the Annoyance Theater, we had a, a Cincinnati chili place called Chili Mac. We used to get it all the time with spaghetti in it. Yep. It's good. Yep. Or just on a hot dog, the cheese yeah, county. Yeah, they had, they had a few. Yeah, they had a real Cincinnati person doing it. Yeah. It was like our closest food thing. So for a while, that and the Greek place, that was where we ate. <laughs> yep. The Funny. Restaurants, a couple of restaurants I missed from out there. Cincinnati sell chili places. Steak and Shake, which now there's one in Santa Monica. Oh. It's kind of like Steak and Shake light. Like they're missing a lot of menu oh, items. yeah. But they still have the Frisco melt, which is one of the most important ones because it's damn good. Yeah. It's so good. Nice. Um, and then <laughs> White Castle. I miss White Castle. I remember White Castle more from Chicago. We had a, a there was a few uh, around when I was growing up, but they were, it was never like a thing where I, it, yeah, or it wasn't actually near, right near us. It was like on the way somewhere. Like, kind of far. But, yeah, I remember the more from Chicago. Yeah. It's a, it's a, yeah. it's not an everyday restaurant. No, it was but... like at 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> said, you know, yeah. Holy shit. You're tired, you're kind of hungry, but not really. And then you're like, all right, I'll get, like, three cheeseburgers. <laughs> they used to have them as, like, that was sort of like a hot hors d'oeuvre for a while where they'd have, like, they'd hire White Castle at some fancy party. Oh. Yeah, that was, like, a thing that they used to do. I know, it was like... Get a few crave cases and uh, you're good. They have, would have like girls walking around like cigarette girls, except they had hamburgers. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, I'm not kidding. It's like, it was like a big thing in the 90s in Chicago. It's like a hot ticket. Someone spent a lot of money for nothing. That's awesome. <laughs> should we get started or what's the, what's your, we're, what's we're your, recording. We're, we are? Yeah, we've really? been rolling, yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. What did I say? Did I say I cursed? All right. Yeah, that's fine. All right. Okay. Just checking. Cursing is fucking acceptable on this. Right. You better be fucking right. <laughs> there are no restrictions. Uh, the the only, um, yeah, if if someone has said something like before, they're like, oh, we're rolling. Then I'm, and they're like, can you take that part out? I'm like, yeah, of course. Yeah. Can you take what I said about ch- uh, uh, Chili Mac out? I don't want to promote it. <laughs> I don't want to promote that restaurant. It's probably not. It's still around. Actually, it still is. Every time I go to Chicago, it's still there. I haven't eaten there in years, but it's still there. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I was just saying, I have a, I have a, I, I gotta be up. I'm so sorry. By, um, 145. Is that a nightmare for you? Is no, that's fine. Okay. I'm just checking. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> getting nuts. Oh, jeez. It's getting crazy, You'll just, you'll man. just have to come back for a part <laughs> two. <laughs> the other Yamaha discussion. Mm-hmm. What that is. So, The Office. Yes. <laughs> this is Kate Flannery, everyone. Hey. From The Office. Or Meredith. Uh, or Meredith. <laughs> that's how it goes. Right? So, so how amazing was it's it? It's a great job for so many reasons. Because, you know, for the first, like, to, to have it be my first regular TV show, or job, you know, to be a regular on that TV show first, 
I feel like I'm kind of destroyed because I feel like there's I can't imagine another experience being as as amazing as, as great. funny and smart and like respectable and like it's just it it hits so many things on the right note like I just I just you hit gold standard first yes <laughs> it's kind of yeah I mean even though it took me forever you know but to get there but I still feel like it's better I, I like being a late bloomer I'm glad I was 40 when I got the job but it's better to me it just feels like you know it just I could appreciate sort of all the dynamics and I learned so much from you know keeping my mouth shut and watching other people you mm-hmm. know yeah. which you know actually was a, was a real gift you know, and like I, I wrote this little uh, piece for the Huffington Post the last week at the office about the finale, and I said, you know, it really that gig really taught me to get out of that sort of lame actor um, ego thing where you're counting your lines or you're fighting for your moments, or yeah, your storylines, yeah. and because the thing is that like sometimes my storylines would get in and sometimes they wouldn't, and I always felt like when they did, it was worth it. It was worth the wait. Yeah. So I feel like. I felt like, you know, the powers that be were really smart. And in some ways, I was better off kind of, you know, just showing up as I did, which as I wrote in the Huffington Post piece, it's like, I wasn't, um, um, I wasn't the main course. I wasn't really a side dish. I was the onions. I was always there. <laughs> I was always there, like just kind of strangely flavoring this thing, stewing in this pot, you I know? I was the onions. But I sort of, and it's good to be the onions, you know? It's like, yeah, yeah it's like people remember the onions. You, you, you don't focus on the onions, but like you appreciate them, right? Yeah. Eventually. Definitely. So yeah, yeah. So I, 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 you know, I feel like it's, it's, um, and it's, and it paid off to be the onions. And I feel like sometimes, you know, you can get yourself in a situation where you're like, you should be standing up for yourself. You should be fighting for more line or whatever. You know, there's that whole thing. And I feel like some circumstances that's true, but luckily this was not that circumstance. <laughs> so I could just sort of relax and enjoy what it was, you know? Yeah. I don't know. So did you have did you have scripts where like it had a it had a whole like B plot or something with something for you and then uh show time or shooting time would come and then you're like, Oh, what happened? Like they would change uh, it or you know like what? it was more the opposite. Sometimes like we would do a table read and I wouldn't have a line and then I'd just get added stuff. <laughs> And they'd be like, hey, we're going to do... Okay, I'm like, uh, so mm-hmm. I kind of like never got to read it out loud sometimes, you know, with everybody else. But but that's okay. I felt like it was... I, yeah, I was sort of like a... I don't know. It was like a, a little bit of a different vibe in that respect. I mean, that doesn't mean that sometimes I didn't have a storyline that got... Like some stuff got cut. But that's, you know, that's all right. I, I remember the first Halloween episode. It was... Um, uh, Paul Feig directed that episode. Okay. I think that's the first time he directed. It was um, se- beginning of second season. And I had a whole storyline. I was a, a a witch with bloody brains coming out of my head. It, I was like my makeup was insane, and my and I was it was the first time I was revealed as an alcoholic. And it they cut the whole thing. Oh, I didn't even speak. In fact, you only saw me whisk by the camera once at the very end when we all left. They never even showed me because it was too weird not to explain any of it because it was like <laughs> to show the costume like, and that. it was too crazy. Was, especially at that point in the series, it was like I wasn't sort of established enough, and we hadn't quite we we hadn't set up the, the fact that I was an alcoholic. Yeah. So when the Christmas episode came along, like that's when I got the first Christmas. Uh, that was like when okay, this is happening. That's when you flashed yes, and that, Michael. And that was not in the initial script I, that I flashed. It was like, um, you want to add this thing, and I was like. I can't diet. I can't work out. It's too late. No. I don't look like I got a fat back. No, anyway, it's crazy. You 
you're like, so, I only have something to gain from this. <laughs> but I remember thinking, like, when the first time my story got cut from the Halloween episode, I was really upset. But not only because I thought, oh, my God, maybe my character's not working out. Maybe I'm going to get fired. Oh, okay. And I, I didn't really... I just sort of kept it to myself because I thought, you know what? I don't want to be, like... I just have to figure this out. Like, I just have to sort of trust that if they're having a problem, they'll let me know. But at the same time, it's like I was really holding my breath for about a month, like feeling like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. This is sometimes when things go bad, you know? Because there's some shows where the character will just kind of disappear and then they'll explain it. And then you're just like, I didn't even know. Yes. I know. It's so funny because I was watching some old episode of Taxi and there's a character that's on the first season, like... This guy, like, Randall, he's, like, Southern guy, he, and he completely disappeared, and then, like, <laughs> Jimmy Gutowski got introduced instead, which was, like, you know, such a great fucking character. So I was like, oh, my God, I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> no, not the Southern guy. Yeah, you know, it's just a weird thing. But, yeah, I, I feel like, um, but that's also the joy of being, you know, 40 when you go through that, because, like, I know not to, you know, cause a big panic or whatever. It's, like, just, yeah. you know, just... Just Manage chill your out. feelings. <laughs> chill out. Don't you know? Nobody needs to know your every thought and fear. Which a lot of actors like. I mean, you know, that's how they operate. They have to put everything on the table. And I get it. I get it. But I also feel like if you're part of an ensemble, it's part of your job to support everybody. Yeah. You know. So I don't know. Did My you... next project's not going to be like that. My next television project, I will be taking a dump on everyone. <laughs> <laughs> It's called Kate Flannery takes a dump on everyone. <laughs> it's I don't not. Know if it's good it's, TV, uh, it's on yeah. HBO. Uh, <laughs> it's a little risque. Um, did you uh, did you have like any? I was gonna say alliances, but that brings up Dwight and like the whole. <laughs> Um, the episode of the Alliance, did yeah. you did you have any like buddies on set like uh, you always liked hanging out with them and yeah, like uh, I mean, yeah I mean I feel like um Oscar and I had a little shorthand which was fun you know um, a lot of inside jokes just and... a few yeah and, and Craig Robinson um, they're probably my two you know um, go-to's I mean I liked everybody though don't get yeah, me wrong yeah, yeah, don't get me wrong course. it was like you know and sometimes there'd be like a girl thing girls against the boys or whatever it's like where the <laughs> guys just don't get it um <laughs> You know, uh, with Angela and, and Jenna and I, but you know, I, but it's it's one of those things where uh, I luckily um, had experiences like with a lot of people that came on the show because I knew, of course, Dave Keckner. I knew him from Improv Olympic yeah. years ago, and um, in fact, even while we were doing the fir- first, you know, when he first came on the show, he was still doing Beer Shark Mice every Saturday at I O West here on Hollywood Boulevard, oh, wow. and I was still doing the Lampshades every Saturday. The first, so the first season, like. I, I saw him, like, every week. You know, I still had my restaurant job, and I still had my, you know, regular sh- my regular weekly show at I.O., so... Wait, so you've been doing the lampshades? Oh, yeah, it's been, like, 13 years. Holy but cow. But we did it for five years every week for five years, and then we've been doing it, like, every month since... I mean, you know, every month at I.O., but we usually... Yeah. We do a lot of benefits, and, like, we do Dana Gould's, um... Yep, course, Tinkle Twins. Tinkle Twins at Nermelt, which is where That's I met where, you. where we met. And, um... And Art and Marine, of course, and then you know, and there's always like fun people because we just did Tig Notaro's um, comedy festival in DC, the Benson Ball. Oh, cool! And there's a few people that like have been crossovers for world, like you know, um, like John Hodgson and like Rob Corddry and like um, um, just a few like Todd Barry, like a few stand-up people. Like I, it's just like it all so everything kind of comes full circle. It's just like a weird way <laughs> to get around this by doing my crazy comedy act it's 
has it changed a lot through the years? Uh, yes and no. We have definitely become the thing we're making fun of, though. That's for sure. It's like every gig has become like, or not every gig, but a lot of the gigs have become like the narrative. You know, it's like you can't. You know, we've said yes to some weird shit just to just to kind of make it part of the thing, just because yeah. it's kind of too weird not not to do. Yeah. Like we played the ribbon cutting ceremony of the extension of the LA subway. <laughs> Like most of the audience was complete, like they didn't, they enjoyed us for all the wrong reasons. They thought we were really a lounge act. They didn't realize we were a comedy act. They thought we were just singers. They were singing along. They had bus passes around their neck. You know, it's like what? And then we had like some other friends and fans that were there that were just like, like enjoying the whole kind of, you know. It's spinal such a tap great, issue, you know. Yeah, it was, it was such great. Such a great bit. Like, yeah, I know you. Could, I know I. We really should have a documentary crew with us. I'm too too lazy to make that happen. Yeah. And then we played NASA Safety Day, which we always bring up on our show, which is like so crazy for like 900 scientists in this huge airplane hangar <laughs> at Edwards Air Force Base. And I swear to God, 50 got it, and the rest were like staring at their watch. It was like so good. So good. Like, I don't know why they were, what are we doing here? Well, we just like jammed the theme of safety into our show. So like we talked about like Sully Sullenberg and like, you know, the rescue on the Hudson when, when Sully Sullenberg yeah. like landed the plane in the water and like the fact that the plane went down because all these birds got into the engine and then we sang when doves cried. <laughs> so dumb. So dumb. That's great. Yeah. Oh, like sometimes that's backfire too because like... I, I guess it was like last year we were playing some college in New Jersey and we dedicated a song to the Philippines and we sang Riders on the Storm and the audience fucking turned. They were offended. Mm. And I was shocked. I was like, wow. Of all the things we do, this is what offends you? Wow. I guess it was too soon. Maybe it was just too soon. Maybe nobody at that college would care. I felt like they were like, I'm smart enough to get that joke. And I'm, I'm smart enough to be offended. It's terrible. <laughs> so dumb. I, sir, and madam are I'm offended. <laughs> and they dropped their monocle. Honest to God. It was filled with, New Jersey's filled with monocles. Who knew? But I literally, we were staying in Philadelphia, and I was like, and I'm from Philadelphia, I was like, let's get the hell out of here. I felt like everyone was pulling out the pitchforks and the, and the tiki torches and, like, chasing us out of town. And... <laughs> I met my nephew and my sister at like some bar in Philly. I'm like, we gotta get out of here. We're gonna. I'm not drinking here. I'm gonna. We're gonna go. We gotta go. We gotta get out of the state. They're gonna kill us. <laughs> but it's a weird feeling, and I've, I've, you know, I've heard a lot of other uh, stand-ups, uh, in particular, go through that. Where like there's this offense in this thing where you play colleges, and they're they're very sensitive. Yeah. And you see the paycheck at the end of the of the tunnel, and you just feel like, oh my god, just get me through this. <laughs> Holy shit! What am I? How did I get sign up for this? This is torture. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I went to college in the eighties, and we were not enlightened. We were just, you know, yeah, <laughs> happy just to be what... there. <laughs> um. Uh. So your your cohort. On, from the lampshades. Yes. He, uh, you said he was in Anchorman two. No, he's in Anchorman one. Oh, he's in Anchor. Who was he in Anchorman one? He was 1? the 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 waiter in the scene with the jazz flute. Yeah, and it's so good. It got, it, uh, he got he got he got skimmed down. He definitely like his yeah, but still you know. A lot of people got cut from the first one. Amy Poehler's in the first one. Mm. Got totally cut. Oscar Nunez from the Office is in the first one. Got cut. 
Wow. He, what am I saying? He's not in it. They did it. They shot it, but they they weren't. They they did not make the cut. That's a bummer. I know, right? But, but the, I mean, they only have so much time, I guess. Yeah. Maybe like deleted scenes or like the unrated version or. Right, right, right. Because they stretch it. And, yeah, they yeah. do. They sh- they sure do. <laughs> Good for them. No, I love that. I knew Adam um, in back in Chicago. Adam K and um. It's funny, is when Will Ferrell did The Office, we had this whole conversation because we figured out when we met, I was, oh my God, we were in New York at Andy Richter's birthday party, like, oh my God, this is like 20 years ago. It's not, yeah, it was like, so, yeah, so when I, when I met him on this, it was like, you know, like that was like two, three years ago. And so it was just weird that we figured out like the point when we met at this dinner at this restaurant, it was like, and he felt so uncomfortable because he was the only person that wasn't from Chicago or from, you know, yeah, from yeah. like that scene, yeah. which is hilarious. I think he just started on SNL yeah. when we met and um, <laughs> I had some crazy ex-boyfriend and I was so embarrassed because I felt like he was acting like the biggest dick that night uh. and I was sort of like, I was, I was like the dumb girl with the awful guy and he didn't remember any of that. He didn't remember the guy at all. Thank God. <laughs> But he remembered you. He did remember me. And I did not rem- remember thinking that he didn't fit in. I thought he was hilarious. So we're nuts. <laughs> Comedians are nuts. Yeah. We're fucking crazy. <laughs> but yeah, I love like, and that's one of the nice things about like, um, you know, kind of still doing this stuff and kind of doing, even though I, I feel like I have no business, you know, in some ways like doing this crazy lounge act in these weird places, but, you know, it is what it is. It's like. <laughs> There's, we're still invited, so we're walking through the door. It's like, I'm, okay, you're going to invite me to the party. I'm probably going to show up. I'm sorry. I would like to personally apologize, but I'm here. So, you know, but it's, it's been a lot of fun. You know, what the hell? Yeah. I can't, I can't complain. We're actually going to open for Richard Cheese at the uh, Anaheim House of Blues um, in uh, like a week and a half at the, uh, in yeah, the Anaheim House of Blues. It's like downtown Disney. Yeah. On November 30th. I've yeah. been to that house of blues a couple of times. It's all ages, so bring the kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is hilarious. I've only been to that Anaheim house of blues once. I, we went to see X and some guy literally, like they started a mosh pit, which is hilarious at the house of blues. <laughs> really? I mean, it's a joke. Yeah. And some guy literally was like spinning and throwing up at the same time. And my boyfriend what? pushed him. Luckily, I was not wearing tights because I wear tights a lot. So I, got to, I had to wash my legs in the back. It was bad. It was just bad. It's like, oh my god, no one should have vomit on their legs if you're not, like, 22. If you're older than 22, you should never have throw-up on you. What right? band was that? At the band X. X? X. X. Like the letter X. Yeah, oh. it's Xena Cervenka and John Doe. Okay. They're like this 80s band that, um, I don't know, they're an L.A. kind of, you know, punky spunky. I don't know what the hell they are. All right. I've seen uh, Ben Folds a couple times at the oh, Anaheim yeah. House of Blues, yeah. And the Vandals. Have you heard and them? Who? The, the Vandals? Vandals. It's a, they're a punk band. They started in the eighties ish, I think. Nice. Maybe late eighties. Yeah. Very nice. Well, you, so, you did you know that I used to sing in a band um, when I was in New York um, in the mid to late nineties with uh, John Flansburg from They Might Be Giants. No way. Yeah, I was in the band Mono Puff. He had another band called Mono Puff, and I was in Mono Puff. And we, it was everybody except for John Linnell, <laughs> with the addition of. Myself and his wife, Robin Goldwasser. So it was just so weird that, like, everybody else in They Might Be Giants were the musicians. <laughs> it's just weird. Did you guys put in any albums out? Yeah, there were two, actually. I'm, I'm only on the second one, but, um, yeah. Puff. Yeah, really, it's a really good, I, I thought, actually, I really, like, I loved what John was doing. I thought it was really great. That's so great. Yeah. They Might yeah, Be yeah. Giants. I, uh, I get an email, because, like, I'm on their email list or whatever. Uh-huh. I get an email from them, like, 
like at least twice a month uh-huh. saying new stuff they're doing, new albums they're coming out with. I'm like, I can't keep up. I know. They're <laughs> like, really they're amazing, so good. I know. Yeah. I know. I, I mean, saw them. I've seen them twice now. They're just so good. Oh my god! I remember we opened. Uh, we uh, we uh, we were we did a little bit of a tour, not much of a tour. We mostly just played uh, New York City, but we played um, in at the nine thirty club in DC when it was a real shit neighborhood, mm-hmm. like back in like ninety eight, and we opened for um, Shona Knife, this Japanese band. <laughs> so surreal. <laughs> and it's so funny because I was just um, at the nine thirty with Tig Notaro's Benson Ball. And, and it's uh, a lot better. Oh my now god, that and... neighborhood is like it's ridiculous. It's like, <laughs> oh my god, you 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 couldn't get arrested if you tried. <laughs> I mean, if you yeah, it's it's like it's the most expensive. Oh my god, yeah, it's crazy. And it's in D.C. when pot is legal there now. Oh, it is recreationally. I yeah, didn't know that. I, I heard that from Colbert Report. That's where I get all my news. Well, that's that's why Doug Benson was there last year, but he wasn't. He didn't come back this year. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't come back to his own ball. No, Benson no, it's ball? it's not Doug Benson's ball. Oh, okay. No, I know it should be. It's <laughs> it's spelled a little differently. There's like a T in there too. Anyway, but it's it's named after some guy who legally died laughing. Mr. <gasps> Benson died laughing, so it's called the Benson ball. Whoa! I know, that's pretty twisted. That's right? awesome. I know. <laughs> I know, and it's a great festival. This year, Tig sets it up so that all the comics can like do something fun when they're in DC. So I remember last year we did it, and um, Nick Kroll and Garfunkel Notes. We were literally like on segways doing all the monuments. It was ridiculous. <laughs> and then this year we got to um, bowl at the White House, so it was really fun. What? I know. How many lanes are down There's there? There's only two. One Republican, one Democrat. <laughs> there are. There are only two. It's so weird. And uh, that is it was, weird. and we were there like right after that guy. Jumped in, you know, oh, made, yeah. so so the security at the White House was like ridiculous. It was like talk about shutting the barn gate after the horse got out. It's like <laughs> we're not running across the lawn. Our name is on the list. Like really, you know, it was just like a lot of. We're strange. with the press. <laughs> he was not there, but there was a giant picture of him there with a bowling ball. <laughs> <laughs> in the bowling alley. In the bowling alley. Actually, I love the. There's pictures of Nixon um, bowling, and he's so intense. Mm-hmm. He's, there's no joy in his face. He's really out to get somebody. There's like somebody from high school attached to each pin. You can just tell. He's like, I'll show you. <laughs> and this wallpaper that they had in the 70s was so bitchin'. Oh, like, I'm bet. not kidding. Like, I'm sorry that it's not back. It would actually have been like a really groovy place if they still had the wallpaper. But I mean, it's still groovy. Oh, oh, they did change it. They've they changed, changed it. Oh, they've, since, I'm sure okay. they've upgraded it. Yeah, every, you know, every administration has decided to redo the. the the two-lane bowling alley. <laughs> <laughs> Two lanes. Crazy. Get, get like, four more lanes in there. I know. Or, well, it makes or, it very exclusive. Or three more in there. Then there's, like, a middle lane. <laughs> An independent Two. lane? Is that what you're implying? <laughs> the Ross Perot? I mean, no. It, that's the last time we had an independent that I remember. Anyway, I'm so old. <laughs> I remember Ross Perot. It was what I... Yeah. So I feel like I'm. I'm so I feel like all I'm talking about is the past. Is that bad? No. Right. What's What's coming up in the future? Well, or can you not talk about it? Some of it I can't talk about <laughs> because I don't know. Only talk about all the NDA <laughs> stuff. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I know I did a um, I'm uh, there's a movie that I did with um, Elijah Wood that's coming out, mm. but it's coming. I don't think it's coming out till the spring. It's called Cooties. And I played his mom. Cooties? I'm, I'm not sure when it's coming out yet. Yeah, but like so you've got cooties. Yeah, like, you've got cooties. Okay. Yeah, and uh, it's about 
a kid. That's a sequel. You've got cooties. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I hope there is a sequel. I hope the first one. But it's really good. Allison Pill and um, uh, and Elijah Wood. I play Elijah's mom, and Rain Wilson's in it, and um, nice. uh, oh my god, um, Jack McBrayer's in it. Sweet. Jorge Garcia. It's it's a good cast. It's fun. Yeah. Cooties, all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I, I'm kind of like waiting for some stuff to come out. Like I did a movie with Britney Spears. Uh, Britney Spears. Jesus Christ! I did not do a movie with Britney Spears. She's gonna kill me that I just said that. Britney Snow is gonna kill me. Britney Snow and um and William H Macy. Oh, Jesus cool. Christ! And Macy Gray, Macy Gray and Britney Spears. I'm just kidding. Um. <laughs> William H Macy Gray and Britney Spears Snow. <laughs> that is horrible. And me. Katy Perry Flannery. Um, <laughs> horrifying. Oh, my God. So funny. Yeah. So there's, like, a bunch of st- stuff coming out. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. We'll see if I... I did the... Uh, I just did a guest star in the pilot of um, uh, Another Period, which is um, uh, Ricky um, from Garfunkel Notes and um, Natasha Lazaro. Yeah. Their new show about... Um, I guess it's, like, about these women in 1902 are trying to be famous. So it's sort of like Downton Abbey meets the Kardashians. That's pretty brilliant. It's called Another Period? Yes. So far. Yeah, so I was, I was, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm still in the first one, yeah. I'll let you know. That's cool. <laughs> so did you wear, did they put you up in like... They did. The... We had to, literally had to go to like one of the old-timey West, like, um, like um, costume places in town. You know, like the real Hollywood. Yeah. You know, bustle central. Old school wigs yeah. and corsets. Yeah, and like, and like yeah, it was high collars and cameo pins and <laughs> top hats and watch thobs. Fobs. I said it wrong. Watch also thobs. Also thobs. Well, also watch thobs. Throbs. No, but yeah. it's fun to it's fun to like be in crazy you know crazy getup. Yeah. But I feel like on the office I always had crazy clothes. I'd never wear. I wouldn't be caught dead in a one size fits all denim skirt. <laughs> Despite the rumors, <laughs> even though I'm wearing one now. <laughs> no, <I'm just> yep. <laughs> yep. Confirming she is. She is wearing it. <laughs> um, now a lot of or a handful of the cast of the office also wrote on it, right? Uh, yeah. Um. Um. <clears throat> B.J. Novak, um, Minnie Kaling, and Paul. Uh, Paul Lieberstein. Who is Toby? Yes. Okay. Yes. 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 <laughs> how was How was that? Did they? Um, did you, did they like approach you guys sometimes and um, they're like, oh, I was thinking about maybe. You know what? The writers would always um, kind of uh, oversee each episode. So they would do that. So, yeah, I mean, if it was their episode, they would, but only if it was their episode. So or, or like approach you when they were thinking of what to write for that person? Um, not really. I mean, I feel like, like I had a few sessions, but it was more like the last two seasons. But before that, it was sort of like, no, 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 which is fine. I mean, I feel like I have certain ideas, but I always felt like I was in good hands. So yeah, yeah. I feel like my thinking is very um, different, you know, or linear sometimes. And I feel like they're thinking much bigger picture. Yeah. So I always sort of appreciated, like, okay, all right, all right, small potatoes, Flannery, <laughs> keep your mouth shut, let the pros do their job. They're you like, know? listen, you're going to get bit by a bat. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be confirmed that you don't have rabies, but there's right. still going to be a program fun run <laughs> risk for the cure. <laughs> the best was that literally we had a real bat, we had uh, 
like a puppet bat and <clears throat> they did animation on that as the bat. So it was like a very intense process version. <laughs> and Joss Whedon was our director for that oh, episode. Oh, really? Which is insane. <laughs> Avengers fans. I mean, yeah. it's insane. <laughs> and I remember the guy who was running the animation puppet, I mean, not the, anim- yeah, the, 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 the puppet, puppet bat, bat. Mm-hmm. Literally had a stick up my ass. I'm not kidding you. He had to like get under my skirt. I was like, "Hey, uh, I'm Kate, and I'm sorry. What's your name? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just want to get your name before you put your hand, your head on my ass. Thank you so much." Like I was like, he literally was not gonna introduce himself to me before we did this. I was like, "Dude, dude, I know you don't. You you used to be in your mom's basement, and you don't talk to a lot of girls. But like, hey, little fucking protocol, brother. Yeah." <laughs> a little common nice courtesy. It's just me. Maybe some actresses are like, "It's all invisible. This isn't happening." I don't want to yeah. know. I don't know want. I don't want to know what you're doing behind my uh, under my skirt. I don't want to know. I don't need to know. I guess I could have been like that, but as a bit, and then just commit to I the guess, bit. Yes. Yes. Then... You got to cough in more people. Yeah, I, I, I guess. And then I, I, I just like somebody posted like a picture of me from that episode with. Rain Wilson with a bag over my head, mm-hmm. pulling the bag over my head. I said, you know, I actually do my best work with a bag over my head. It's really, I should really <laughs> should do everything with a bag over my head. <laughs> it's like, it's nice to get it recognized even with a bag over my head. <laughs> it's funny because I feel like I've been recognized by the back of my head a lot. Isn't that weird? But like, I realize like the back of my head is like a piece of scenery sometimes in the office. It's weird. <laughs> It's like, yeah. I don't take it as a, as a diss. I'm like, yeah. wow. You're like, I guess I have a really recognizable back of my head. I call it backting. I'm backting. I'm, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm acting with my back. I'm backting. <laughs> you are killing this scene. Just keep standing there <laughs> Just like, like you're don't doing. Don't turn around. Don't turn around. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a face for radio. Yeah. Um. <laughs> There's an old Conan sketch where it was, uh, they were making fun of the making the band, like the boy bands uh-huh. thing. And they had one, they put together this band called Dudes Aplenty. <laughs> he's like, he's like, dudes with a Z. Uh, the uh is just, just an A, because that's the only way to spell uh. And then plenty with an I. And then, uh, <laughs> so bad. Yeah, and then he was like posing all the guys at the very end. He's like, all right, this is going to be your first album cover, last album cover. One of the guys, he was like, okay, now I want you to turn sideways and now turn your face away from the camera. No one should ever see your face. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes there's something to be said for some suspense. Backting. Backting. I call it backting. <laughs> less is more. I don't more. know if it's going to catch up. Yes, less is way more. Way more. Yeah, sometimes there's like more gravitas not to be mentioned. And then when you are, it's like, oh. The elephant in the room is finally not. I'm just kidding. So how was the transition when, like, when Steve left and then, like, the, like Gabe, you know, Gabe comes in and Kathy Bates come in? And <laughs> well, Zach Gabe Woods. and Kathy, they, <clears throat> um, Zach Woods and, and Kathy Bates actually came in before Steve left. So oh, that's right. Because they're because uh, of Idris Elba and all that stuff too. Um, uh, I partied with Idris. He's great. No, he's a trip. <laughs> it's so surreal that he was on our show now. Anyway. Yeah. Ka- I mean, Kathy Bates for Christ's sake. Yeah. Uh, but Idris was not as big when he was on our show, and then he just completely exploded. Yep. 
as is Zach Woods on uh, Silicon Valley, one of my so favorite awesome. shows. So awesome. So good. God, good. He's, he's such a great... Oh, my God. <laughs> that guy is... What I love about Zach is that he has 10 things in his head. Like, he always has... Like, you could just keep the camera rolling. He will just keep improvising. <laughs> or every take could be, like, a different, really awesome punch. He just... He just... You know... Yeah. He is... <laughs> He's got a really great brain, that guy. He's yeah. really awesome. And Kathy Bates is a trip because, of course, like, I think of, like, misery. Like, yeah. Holy shit. Holy shit balls, oh, you know? I do know. Not, do not get a, a cement block and put it between my legs. And <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Horrifying. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, just seeing her with a sledgehammer, like, Ooh. Yep. Yeah, she's, um, I mean, it's... It's, uh, you should be afraid of some actors, you know, in a good way, right? Yeah, it's like, yeah. You know, yeah. it's like... And a little intimidated, you know, like, uh, yeah. you know, like, uh, okay, well, uh, I'm glad that you talked to me at all, like, that's well, great. Yeah, and, actually, <laughs> and I felt that a little bit like that with James Spader, I sort of felt like, I felt like I was never just talking to him, it was always like, his entire resume was just always flashing through my mind, like, holy shit. Because I remember one time, there was a, um, the one Christmas episode we did with him, I grabbed his ass in a scene, and it was not in the script. And I was like, I, when we when they yelled cut, I was like, oh, he's gonna be pissed. 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 This that was a bad move. You don't grab a star like that. Says he actually loved it. <laughs> he got caught, but he said he loved it. Maybe he's the one to cut it. I don't know. But I didn't feel bad in the moment, so you know, he made me feel good right away, which was good. So Robert California for that character. Yeah. That's an intimidating ass to grab. You did the right, right thing. I, I guess I did. sometimes you just gotta. It was right for the scene. I mean, for a certain take in it. Anyway, whatever. Just another option. Just an option. Just yeah, another. Of course. Another. Let's do it. Let's roll it again. This time, don't grab his ass. Uh, okay. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, but I will say it. It was really hard when Steve left for so many reasons because Steve was such a big reason why we were hit. I mean, that's. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, and not just because of the character, of. Michael Scott, but also because Steve's star <coughs> rose literally between season one and season two, the 40-year-old virgin came out. And it was yeah. just like, we completely benefited from all that hard work you put into that movie. It's like, mm-hmm. it's really like there really is no, you know, there's no separating that. And mm-hmm. and that kind of a ride is like, it's such a rare thing in this business. And so it was like so surreal to sort of like realize like, oh my God, this you know the show is going like we're all like you know rising to another level because yeah. of this guy it's kind of fantastic but he's a great guy too oh, i've you heard know? i've heard he's a really good guy yeah and like yeah. you know you just feel like it's he's one of the few people that cares more about the work than his own than his rhetoric. own rhetoric. Yeah, yeah 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 it's like he's not He's not interested in He's not fighting boards. for lines. He's not a... No, and he's not like, you don't have to kiss the ring, or like, he doesn't have to hold court for 15 minutes. <laughs> he still like, wears the ring. You just jokes. don't have to kiss it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, so he deserves a ring. He should have the fucking ring. <laughs> he should have a million rings. He's, he's, yeah, and I think he might get an Oscar, which I think is fantastic. I mean, I feel like... I feel like the Emmy snub was weird, but maybe it's just setting him up for something much bigger. Yeah. You know? I like to think that, you know. It's like, huh, sometimes it's just, you know... You don't have to sweat the sm- the small stuff, which is an Emmy for somebody like him could mm-hmm. be a small thing. You yeah, know? <laughs> totally. It, I mean, in the end, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess. Yeah, I guess there's there's a it, few people. It'd that be cool Emmys. to have. Sure. It'd sure. be a nice weapon if there was an intruder. <laughs> 
the Emmy is sharp. <laughs> great to hang my bra on that those wings. That'd be great, right? Be a great hat rack. Uh... <laughs> but yeah, it's a weird thing. Um, but I feel like uh, yeah, it was it was definitely emotional to um, to say, say goodbye. goodbye. Just because you know yeah. he was just such a big part of you know just making this thing that changed all of our lives. You know, mm-hmm. and I feel like of course I would love to get another. Uh, regular gig on a TV show, but I've had an interesting year. I feel like I've I've done like six indie movies, and a lot of I mean I'm waiting for them all to come out. But I feel like it's it's but I feel like everything's had a different like I've had a different um, uh, muscle in each one. Like I feel like everyone's been interesting and smart and yeah. like kind of calling on different uh, parts of myself that I haven't been able to use for a while, which is good. That is awesome. Yeah, so yeah. I feel like you know everything's coming up, Kate. Well, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slowly. <laughs> You know, there's no miracle growing it. It's not, nothing's crazy, but, you know, it's, there's some fertilizer on it, that's for sure. I mean, don't count your chickens, but there's a lot of chickens. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's going just fine. I really I really cannot complain. And I'm also, with the other weird gig that's come up uh, this year is that I'm, I'm singing in Jane Lynch's cabaret act. I'm her sidekick. What? <laughs> yeah, we did a bunch of shows in New York. We just did a show in San Diego. We're doing... Like New Year's Eve in Park City, Utah, we're doing a bunch of shows in March in like Virginia and Florida and Colorado, and we might be in London in June. It's so weird. We haven't played that yet. Yeah, but it's like it's Jane Lynch, so it's funny. It's not like she, you know, there's no overtly sexy and stuff. Like, (laughs) have you been to a cabaret act? They're not usually. <laughs> usually, like I haven't. in the I just, mind uh... of the person that's doing it, maybe it's sexy, but usually it's like strangely self-indulgent, strangely um, uh, unironic. She has a lot of irony, thank God. Thank yeah. God. Because otherwise, I would not have any. Yeah, I probably wouldn't be there. But uh, yeah, it's fun. It's fun, and it's, and it's it's interesting once again to be, you know, with a star of her magnitude because I've known Jane for 25 years but I feel like because I knew her in Chicago I was actually her understudy Hmm. when we did the Rolly Brady Witch and it's weird like she but I was also in the episodes too because I played all the non-Brady roles so we were sort of like so we got to work together all the time but I was always like you know watching her like a hawk you know what I'm saying in case she gets sick (laughs) or another job which she did a lot in Chicago so I got to anyway and then I also played Alice too because I was both her understudy anyway long story but um but it's interesting like you know she literally has a star on the walk of fame and she has a wax figure at Madame Trousseau's in her Sue Sylvester tracksuit is that crazy (laughs) that is nuts it's nuts right I mean it's crazy it's crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. And that's within, what, the last six seven, years? Six seven or seven years, years. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is the last season. Is that crazy? Glee season. Is it season uh, maybe six? It's six. Or, maybe it's six. Maybe it's six. Yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah. I kind of stopped watching after two. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah. yeah, she's a great character. Yeah. I mean, talk <laughs> about, like, creating an icon. My God. It's <laughs> very intimidating. And I understand there's a wax figure on both coasts. The New York Madame Trousseau's and the L.A. Whoa. <laughs> Is there also a Madame Trousseau's in San Francisco? Is I don't that what know. That is? I don't know. There's, I know there's a wax museum that I went to. Maybe. I mean, there pro- maybe. There could be. Yeah. There could be 75 wax figures of Jane Lynch. Maybe she has one or she is not. I've not been in her guest bedroom. Maybe it's, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's crazy. We'll just assume yes. <laughs> yeah, Wouldn't that be, be awesome? Safe. Right? Yeah. Have a wax figure of yourself. Except like. Don't turn on the heat. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
crazy. So I, I have a, a few questions that I usually okay. pepper in. Do it. Just looking at the time. Okay. okay. Um, pepper away. <laughs> yeah. Pepper this, is, this is more of a garnish now because... <laughs> um, okay. So what's your favorite part about doing comedy? Uh, I think... Um, I think it's uh it's like a instant roadmap to it's like there's a there is a right and wrong. <laughs> Either people laugh or they don't. Mm-hmm. There is a right and wrong. Yeah. And I kind of love that. And I kind of love that's what I love about the live audience because if you're really getting it wrong, it will let you know <laughs> immediately. As opposed to like if you're shooting something which could be right and then like gets edited wrong or is wrong and then gets somehow edited okay, but it's just wrong. So it's kind of great to have, you know, that live audience. But it's but it's I, I the thing about comedy is that for me, I am such a cynic and I feel like a lot of people are. I feel like it's the only way to get in. You know, you you have to address the shit, you know, and comedy just makes, I mean, I just love the idea of making fun, like nothing's off the table, like everything's up for grabs and everything is, is laughable. Yeah. Yeah. Self-deprecation. Yeah. Yeah. Just being like, why take yourself seriously? Like who cares? And yeah. Yeah. Cause I realized like my boyfriend makes fun of me because I sometimes do like a courtesy laugh thing that of course, you know, as like. I'm sure a lot, you know, and it's, it's, I'm not a crazy courtesy laugher. I mean, I don't, you know, but I do have a courtesy laugh and you know, it's, you know, it's like it exists and he will make fun every time I fucking do it. He will like, <laughs> hilarious. That's hilarious. Like if I, like, <laughs> what's your courtesy laugh sound like? I don't know. I mean, sometimes my courtesy laugh is like, that's funny or that's hilarious. <laughs> And then, you know, as opposed to, like, the dick who doesn't say anything, oh. which we all know, and, you know, we all know those, you know, we all know, yeah. we all know them. And some of them are in comedy, and A lot some of them's them... names are Richard. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> Was that the courtesy like, laugh? Did no, I get it? No, no, no. <laughs> no, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll laugh at a pun. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> See, now I'm screwed because I'm outing my... Tur- I'm fucking my... I'm going to kill my boyfriend. Why did I fucking bring this up? And he'll just... He'll, that's hilarious. Like, he'll just say it like I said it. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to fucking kill you. But it's funny. It's He's right. It's really fucking funny. It's ridiculous, right? It's like, yep. shame on me. But I'm not going to change. Anyway. All right. Anyway. Okay. Next question. Everyone's got a courtesy laugh. Um, I hope. Uh, uh, hang on. I've got them all written down, just in case. Uh, okay. So, um, I mean, you already you already had the office, which is amazing. Do you have like a more like dream stuff that you'd really like to do? Like, um... yeah, I think um, I think I'm finally uh, just I I'm I'm gonna I, I feel like writing has really been sort of the elephant in my own private room. I, I've written a little bit, but I feel like I mean I write for the lampshades, but I feel like eh, you know, but I think that writing is kind of my next um, mountain, if you will. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. What are you thinking? Uh, like, TV or feature? Or... Uh, actually, uh, a. A historical novel. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Romantic novel. <laughs> actually, an autobiography. <laughs> Let me explain me. 
Oh my god. In 10,000 words. Our biographies are hilarious because you can always tell when someone is, someone has a price tag attached to it and they gotta get it out really fast. <laughs> or their show still exists. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, there's a few things. You know, my, my dad owned a bar in Philadelphia and I just feel like I am, I am my dad, I, I am my father's daughter. Like my dad owned the apartments above the bar and, you know, so he, my dad had a lot of borders. And a lot of them, like, were alcoholics, and they mm-hmm. couldn't make the rent, so he'd let them, you know, work off the rent. I say apartments. He had rooms above the bar. He was, it was like a, it was kind of like a rooming house, you know, okay. in a sense. And so, you know, we always had a lot of alcoholics around our house growing up, like, putting up a shelf or, you know, scraping off the wallpaper or painting, <laughs> you know. And these guys were, like, a trip. So I just, like, there's, there's... There's a lot there. Yeah, my dad's a really interesting cat, and uh, <laughs> he's very much an unsung, you know hero and I feel like as he's getting older I feel like more people are like hey wait a minute like I don't know why I ignored you when you were younger but you're a pretty cool dude uh, so you know you can also ask him a lot of uh, a lot of stuff for stories and oh yeah he's got a million but you know I mean, and the, the other thing too is that he had so much compassion for these alcoholics that a lot of people had to, like turn their backs on and you know a lot of times like Literally, our family, we'd be the only ones at some of these guys' funerals. They might have a niece or a nephew, but it was like, it was really like, it was pretty dark. And I remember being very conflicted because we didn't live near the bar. And I, you know, I'm sure my father was like robbing Peter to pay Paul. He was like, I feel like he, he, we lived in a house that was just a little, you know, I don't know, a little too much. But, you know, I don't know, you know, maybe more than he could afford. But he made it work. He made it work, you know. But, you know, it's like there's something, but there's something like that to, like, living in the in a you know growing up in like a six bedroom house i mean there were i'm one of seven kids so it's not that okay. ridiculous and um you know and then going to this neighborhood which got dilapidated and like anyway i'm going too much in the story it's uh, now now it sounds like shit no, no, no. It. i'm not doing it. now no. now i want to see that show <laughs> yeah i mean I'm, like i said i'm not i'm not exactly sure what the incarnation is but i feel like there's something there's something to it and it's um a very specific world to be exposed to on a regular basis and mm-hmm sort of figure out what to do with in your life and you know i don't know a little drama a little comedy yeah a little drama a lot of comedy probably yeah oh yeah yeah oh god yeah it's, absolutely it's gonna be good i'm excited so that comes out next year <laughs> when i get off my ass i'll let you know um and i mean i usually ask uh, what do you what do you do for for work now um but gigs and stuff and like i'm sure yeah 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 i feel like you know um i I, there's always a few gigs a month with the lampshades whether it's like nerd melt or io Mm -hmm. um we're also doing toby huss's uh rudy gazzoni show in december at the steve allen right and then we're doing um fred willard's uh christmas thing at largo on um the 8th of december so you know we got a lot going on this This is not gonna air this is too late. Am I saying too many things that are too late? <laughs> Never mind. I'll tell you when it's going to come out. Come on. Oh. Google Chrome must have loaded That's up right. over here. That's right. Well, and if you want to cut that out, it's fine. Whatever. I don't no, know. no, no. No. We don't need to cut that out. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> this movie called Blood Fight. I, I was going to say, are you going to dub my voice to her? That's hilarious. I should. You should. That'd be fantastic. She's so well lit. Mm. Okay. <laughs> no. All right. So this is gonna come out. Sorry. Uh, what is happening? The 
Bam's here. That's what's happening. Hey, everybody. Too bad you're not here with us. We're getting it on. There, volume off. Party. All right. Our drink on. It's going to come out December 12th. Okay. All right. So I'm doing the Kazoni show the 12th and the 17th at the Steve Allen. That's what you need to know. Okay. That's what you can come to if you're listening to. Awesome. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's and, but, you know, but, you know, and like I said, and, you know, I'm not, I mean, I feel like, you know, um, yeah, you can always go to lampshades.com to see where we are. And then I'm on Twitter at Kate Flannery and then we'll find out like some possibly more significant things that I can't <laughs> talk about because I don't know right. anything about when any of these movies are coming out. But that's NDA okay. and all this stuff that you can't, can't mention and, yet. Uh, yeah, I'm contractually ob- obligated to shut the fuck up. <laughs> Uh, and I can't. I can't shut up. You're going to take everything away. All of it. Stop saying the stuff you're not allowed to say. You know, I'm not supposed to talk about The Office anymore either. I signed a thing about that, but oops. I'm just kidding. Okay, I was like, Could you what? imagine? <laughs> yeah. That'd be so weird, right? Nine, nine seasons, right? Yeah. Or would it be great if I like all I did was bitch about The Office? Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> would people want to hear that? I mean, luckily I'm not in that position, but I've seen like even the woman that played like um, the sidekick on, on I Love Lucy, you know, Ethel Mertz. Yeah. I mean, man, she just, she wrote a book and she just bitched about the guy that played Fred, how much she hated him. What? And also how, like, Lucy pissed her off. I was like, what? I mean, it's kind of fantastic, but it's kind of horrifying. It's yeah. like, oh my God, you were the most iconic, beloved thing in the world and you were, and you were a miserable human being. Congratulations. <laughs> you lose. You've you win and you lose. <laughs> <laughs> so I am, I am, yeah, that is definitely not my experience no matter how many drinks you get in me uh, that is not my experience it's gonna be positive coming out about the office <laughs> it's true right yeah 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 and you know what if, if it's if that's all there was if i'm just the drunken slut forever i don't care <laughs> i know you know it could be so much fucking worse it's been worse you know yeah things are things are pretty fucking good things are pretty good yeah considering yeah considering yeah <laughs> considering i don't even know what that means it doesn't yeah <laughs> I don't know. All right. But well, if you see me in the valley, I'm, you know, and you think I'm washed up. All right. <laughs> it's now one fifty-one, so I don't. All right. I got. I got to go. But yeah. thank you so much. Thank, yeah. thank, thank, thank. Thanks for doing it. You, you're right. Are you good? You got all the everything. Yeah, I, I'll do. I'll do an intro, roll, pre-roll stuff, and uh, fantastic. Yeah. We're all good. Thanks for listening to you and me and thoughts and talk with Doug Culp. Thanks, Doug. And Kate Flannery. Yeah. All right. Thank you.